Part two, it's not what you think. Last week, it was all about helping your customers to understand the solution to the problem that your business provides them. And this week we're gonna dig, I'm gonna dig one level deeper to tell you what that means and how do you know if it's working. Welcome to this week's episode of Dylan's Podcast. I am Dylan Gallagher, and this is my podcast. For those of you that download this podcast every week, thank you. As your earbuds or your speakers uh, get filled with some entrepreneurial wisdom, (laughs) hopefully you're able to uh, gain something from it. Hopefully you get a stone in your shoe, which is to say that maybe something I say annoys you into action, or maybe it's an encouragement. Maybe something that you're going to hear in the next couple of minutes inspires you to keep going, to keep fighting the good fight and get to where it is you're trying to get to. Uh, thank you for all of the feedback that I get, uh, and by all, it's uh, the text messages in particular, which make me chuckle and smile, uh, as well as the casual conversations that I end up having in my normal course of business with folks that uh, call me and talk to me about other matters and then say, hey, you know, I was listening to your podcast and caught caught this thing you were talking about and, you know, tell me a little bit more about that. And last week's episode um, had led to a few folks sort of saying, Okay, Dylan, I understand the concept. That's really cool. Uh, but could you tell me, like, how do I actually do that? Um, it's one thing to tell me the, the high-level theory, but I, I need something a little bit more on the ground, a little bit closer to ground, maybe a little bit more tactile, something that I can I can do something with. Because, hey, it's a tough, tough economy out there. COVID and all the uncertainty, I need something that, uh, that I can actually work with. And so uh, this episode is meant to do that. So thank you for those of you that said something. Um, because that is uh, that gave me uh, something to look forward to talking about this week. And I do this because being an entrepreneur can be very lonely, can be difficult to uh, put into words maybe some of the stuff that you're feeling or going through, and it's not very easy to find other people that you can um, share that information with. And so the purpose of uh, one of the purposes of me doing this every week is to let you know that you're not alone that you are probably facing the same battles and struggles that other entrepreneurs are facing. Um, And then also to hear myself talk out loud about some of the things that I'm working on or working through. Uh, I'm an extrovert, and I like to process my thinking out loud. Drives my family crazy sometimes, but that's just how I roll. So why don't we roll right into it? It's not what you think, part two, which uh, just to set the context, last week I had mentioned that entrepreneurs, when they're feeling stuck, oftentimes have lost sight of the solution or the problem, rather, that their business is solving. Um, uh, Customers buy uh, solutions to their problems. They don't buy products and services. And since the beginning of mankind, there really aren't any new products or services in the marketplace. Uh, There are just different solutions to the problems that people face in the form of uh, iterated or amended or improved Uh, products and services. And so if you're feeling stuck, the best way to get unstuck is to revisit what is the solution our business solves for our customers through the products and services that we offer. Today, I'm going to take it a little bit deeper to say, how do you know if it's working or how do you get started? How do you begin to get your bearings? Because if you've run a business during uh, good economic times, you probably haven't had to wrestle with this because a lot of times products and services are purchased uh, without entrepreneurs knowing why they're being purchased. They just sort of fill a gap and or fill a void and 
off they go. But when times get tough, like the times that we are in right now, being an entrepreneur means you've got to go be competitive. Got to go take customers from uh, your largest competitors. And if you're not number one or two in your marketplace and you're somewhere below that, then you got to figure out, hey, how do we become number one or two? Or how do we carve out a spot in the market just for ourselves that we can become number one in uh, or dominate? And so on the heel of last week, um, how do you get started with something like this? You, to, you say, Dylan, how do we know whether or not we're solving, um, you know, if we're, we're solving a, a real problem for our customers? And so as I kind of go through some of my bullet points here, um, I don't usually prepare for podcasts. I like to just sort of wing it because this is how I how I think. Uh, but I did make some notes just so that I could keep myself, uh, make sure I hit kind of the, the big the big things that I think entrepreneurs uh, need to know, but I will paint everything with a, a particular uh, color, which is to say that you have to commit to the process. There is nothing more frustrating than uh, listening to an entrepreneur that is trying to solve a problem and gives it like a really good shake for a week. You know, uh, we're going to make, you know, kind of the typical <laughs> response is we're making a bunch of sales calls. And like three days later, not much has changed from three days before. And the entrepreneur is like, well, that didn't work. What else should we be trying? So I've got to tell you that, first of all, everything, uh, anything worth having takes time. It takes energy. It takes an investment. And so as an entrepreneur, if you're serious about getting traction in your business, especially when times are tough, is you have to commit to the process. You have to give yourself very specific milestones that you're going to try and hit that are achievable that requires some heavy lifting, maybe some some strained thinking. Uh, but if you commit to the process and give yourself some time to do it, then you're going to be, I think you're going to be surprised by the results uh, that you get. So with that being said, there are two different things that you need to be aware of when you're trying to get traction when, you, when you've lost it. And there's kind of your marketing hat, and then there's your sales hat. And maybe some of this stuff is old hat for you, <laughs> no pun intended, um, but it's really meaningful. And I think that it's a good reminder. And certainly it's a good reminder for me because I can tend to zigzag over both of those boxes without understanding that one, that they don't function the same way. At least in my experience, they don't function the same way. Everything starts, any kind of traction that you're looking to get uh, before you can uh, build a relationship with somebody, before you have the opportunity to ask for some business or some opinions or some commentary, people have to know that you exist. The marketplace has to know that your product or service is available to solve their problem. And so the first place that you want to start, and some of this might be kind of um, business 101, but maybe it's going to help someone that's listening to this. So the first thing you do is you put on your marketing hat and you say, okay, as a, mar as a marketing person, my job is to make sure that we are getting our message in front of our audience. So what does that look like? Well, in two of the businesses that I'm, I'm uh, participating in right now and, and have a hand in managing, uh, that kind of looks exactly the same. Uh, one business is, is construction, the other one is transportation. And so we put together uh, many months ago we put together very exhaustive lists of everyone who's in our marketplace that we have either worked with in the past or they look like somebody we've worked with in the past. And so after that, we've, we've, we have a, dedica a dedicated person in each of the businesses whose sole job is to take our customers on a one-by-one -one basis through uh, a marketing funnel, through a content funnel, through a here is uh, us talking to you in the marketplace to let you know we exist funnel. 
And that starts with an email. It starts with tracking to see if the email was opened, if it was forwarded, and there's all sorts of web tools that you can use to do this. We happen to use HubSpot in both of these particular businesses. Um, in a third business I'm a part of, we use something that's quite a bit more complicated, but that's because the sales cycle is a bit more complicated. But for these two businesses, the construction and transportation, when it starts with just getting your message out to the marketplace. Now, you can do that through uh, email. You can do it through uh, phone calling. You can do it through Google ads and Facebook ads, which happen to be really cheap right now because not a lot of companies are spending money on that. So uh, Google ads and Facebook ads are sold based on an auctioning system. And right now it's it's a it's a great time to, if you know who your audience is, to put a, a, an audience together in Google or Facebook and then market to them. But if you if you don't have the cash to do that, um, or like me, you want to get a better spend out of the cash, and I'm always looking for that, is to hire a dedicated person whose sole job is to make sure that on a very consistent, predictable basis, you, we call it touching, it's probably not so, uh, socially acceptable to say that, but we talk about how many contacts have we touched today, and uh, we can touch anywhere between 20 to 50, and by touch I mean send them their first email, maybe a follow-up email based on what they clicked on off of the first email, and we micromanage every single contact. Now, this is a slight departure from what you might hear on either other podcasts or things you might read on the internet because uh, marketing automation is a, is a is kind of a big deal and everyone talks about building funnels that are automated with automated messages and I think that works for some businesses. Uh, for these two businesses, I just felt it didn't work. It wasn't the right way to approach the marketplace because our business our marketplace is just simply either a aren't that sophisticated like in the transportation business. Or in the construction business, the folks that we're trying to talk to don't have a vested interest in the business they work for. Uh, they tend to be middle managers, um, uh, and so they're just there to, to do a job. So we had to figure out how, do, how can we talk to both of these marketplaces, and I felt that the best way to do that was to have somebody micromanage our uh, communication and our content with the marketplace. So it starts there. And as you begin to send these messages out, um, there's an opportunity to... Uh, try different messaging. Um, I'm pretty notorious for saying something sounds good on Monday and then by Wednesday after I've had a chance to think about it and hear hear back from the team, uh, we tend to change you know, what we're saying to the marketplace. But eventually I think you kind of get to... Um, to a conversation piece that works. And, you know, you, you make an introduction, you wait for someone else to respond, and once they've responded, then you begin telling them about the problem they probably have and how your business can solve it for them. And then so goes the conversation. And then at some point, that conversation will trigger off, um, hey, you know, um, I'd like to take advantage of the product or service that you have. And then that's when it slides from marketing over to sales, or at least that's the approach in the playbook that I use. So marketing's job is to make sure that the market knows the business exists and that it can solve the problem. Then from there, once someone puts their hand in the air and says, I'd like to interact with the business on a, you know, let's take it to the next step kind of thing, then it gets passed off to the sales side. And the sales side is all about relationship building. It's the point at which you take the high-level problem that, that that the customer has, and now you break it down into something specific that the relationship, the sales relationship, can can handle. And I don't, I depending on how big your business is, I don't think you need to overthink sales and marketing. Uh, certainly, that always tends to be my biggest problem. Is I, I tend to think it's more complicated than it really is. At the end of the day, tell the market that you exist. And uh, then when hands start going up or you start getting indication, you know, for example, we have a, 
every morning in our in our morning scrum with our team. Uh, we talk about kind of the most active people that were clicking and looking at our content that went through to the website, and and we can kind of see that. Um, and then from there, we we say this is probably someone that's going to end up in the sales bucket. So hey guys, you know heads up, this is probably coming down for you. So what does that mean to anyone who's listening to this uh, in terms of what I what I've just shared? And I think what it means is you've got to be able in order if you want to get traction. You've got to figure out how to tell the market about the problem that you solve, that your business solves. But you can't tell them the same thing for, you know, two or three weeks. So if you commit to telling, I don't know, 10 or 20 or 30 people a day uh, about the solution or about the problem that your business can solve, if you're not getting clicks or you're not getting responses or you're not getting people uh, asking for more information or telling you they're going to save your your information for when they need it and all you're getting is a bunch of unsubscribes and please don't contact me, then maybe your messaging is wrong because you may think you understand the product or service that your business is offering, but maybe you haven't thought hard enough about the problem that it's solving. And I know I keep coming back to that and it's because entrepreneurs don't generally speak about their business in that context. All they talk about is this is the product and service that we offer. But that's not what customers are purchasing. Customers are purchasing or engaging with a solution to their problem. So if you're if you're broadcasting to the world and you're not getting any kind of measurable result, then change. Change the message. Change the sentence. Sit with some other people and ask them to ask you questions about the problem that your business solves until you finally start getting a um, a conversation piece that really is feels like it works when you deliver it uh, through email or phone call or ad, you know, Google ads or Facebook ads. Um, but it's also getting the, some responses now. And so from there, now you just start to tweak and adjust and tweak and adjust and tweak and adjust. Then you slide over to the sales end and then you start saying, okay, the marketing engine is working. We are consistently getting in front of people. We've been doing it now for six to eight weeks, which is about how long it should take you before you can start to say something is working or not working and along the way be adjusting. But after kind of six to eight weeks, then you start focusing on the sales end and going, okay, so for everything that the that marketing is doing, what are the sales that are coming out of it? Are we getting up to bat? Are we able to issue proposals? Are people calling us and are we negotiating price? Are we, nego- you know, what, what what's going on on the sales end? And really what that comes down to is marketing, you're telling the, the, the marketplace about the problem that your business can solve uh, for your eventual customer. On the sales side, now what you're trying to do is say, uh, are we going to be the ones to solve that problem for you, or are you going to go somewhere else to have your problem solved? Notice what I didn't say was, you know, are we the cheapest? Are we the most expensive? Are we the best? Are we the worst? No, no. It's about are you, the customer, going to use us to solve your problem, or are you going to use someone else? And if you're going to use someone else, we'd love to know why. Sometimes you can ask the question just like that, but other times it needs to be um, it needs to be a little bit more creative in how you ask that question. Sometimes you want to you might want to ask, um, is there somebody else that would normally solve this problem for you, and uh, what would it take for us to earn uh, your business? Um, I know in our transportation business we've got a coupon for a very valuable service that um, is a loss leader for us, so we lose money on it. However, we believe that uh, by giving it to the right profile of customer who we've defined, um, that when they come in the door and they meet us, that we will fit what their expectation is, is, which is to say we are a small shop, 
You can walk right into our shop. You can look at, at um, the work that we're doing for you. Our GM and our office manager are super friendly. They know everybody in the, in the industry because they've been doing it forever. So some customers that will really appeal to. Other customers, more corporate type customers, uh, they don't really care. And that customer is not going to get the coupon. We don't need them to come in the door. So on the sales side, you know, so marketing is, here's the problem we can solve for you. Sales is, are you going to use us to solve your problem or are you going to use somebody else? And how do you know if it's working? Well, on the marketing side, you know it's working if you're starting to get traction. Uh, traction should initially look like, um, our, <laughs> do our emails get opened? Yes, great. Now, if our emails get opened, what would it take for someone to click something on our email? Great. That seemed to have gotten them to our website. Now, what would it take once they're on our website to get them over here? Great. Then what would, and then you just sort of keep going down the, the thought path there. And at each milestone, if you're not getting a result, you just need to keep pushing and straining and trying to figure out why, why are we stuck? Why are we not getting what we want? And then you go up to bat and you try it again. Uh, on the sales end, how do you know if it's working? Because you're going to want to hear, uh, we are deciding by virtue of us engaging with you, we're deciding that we want your business to solve our problem for us. As opposed to saying, yeah, you know, eh, I'm just going to, you know, someone else is going to solve that problem for me. So you, you start getting traction by listening to what's being said in the conversation. Sometimes it's listening to what's not being said in the conversation. Uh, some customers aren't going to tell you that they that your price is too expensive because maybe that's not what it is. Um, maybe that's what they might say if they were asked. But argue, you know, arguably, if they're saying that you're too expensive, it's because you haven't created enough value. You haven't demonstrated to them that the way your business solves their problem is worth the price that you're charging. And so again, you kind of keep going down the path. Is it is it supply? Is it demand? Is it pricing? Is it the experience? Was it clunky? Was it awkward? Did we follow up with people in time? Did we give them too much time to make a decision? And you kind of got to work through that. But once the marketing engine gets going, once the sales engine gets going, how do you know it's working? It's really simple. How did both of these activities look in your business 90 days ago? How many people were, was your business talking to every day? How many uh, opportunities were, how many new relationship opportunities were you getting? How, what did it look like nine months ago? What did it look like 12 months ago? And again, a little bit of work to do there. There might be a bunch of zeros in your spreadsheet if that's how you're going to track it. But you might say, okay, what did it look like four weeks ago? What did it look like three weeks ago? What did it look like two weeks ago? And if you commit to the process... There's going to be some things that start to stand out. One of them is going to be that you don't have any patience. <laughs> I know that because that's, that's what has always stood out to me until I just decided that um, <laughs> I, 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 I just had to resign myself to the fact that it is what it is. I can't will <laughs> things into existence. I do have to commit uh, to the process. And so if you commit to the process, you're going to discover that this does work. It's going to, if you take the time, you take it seriously and you become relentless about it. Again, don't become relentless about making sales calls if, you're, if you don't have a way in which to communicate to the marketplace on a very consistent basis every single day that your business can solve potential customers' problems. Conversely, don't go telling a bunch of people about uh, the problem that your business solves if you don't know how to tell them that. If all you know how to do is say, our business is this, we sell this widget, we offer this service. Don't even bother sending out the emails, making the phone calls, or running Google or Facebook ads. You really have to be able to say, there's your problem. Yes, no. This is how we solve it. Why don't you come through our front door? Let's have a conversation. So 
Uh, if you commit to the process, that's what you're going to find. Um, you know, there's a lot of Google searching you can do on marketing versus sales versus marketing funnel versus sales funnel versus content creation versus content cycles. I mean, you can blow your brains out on this stuff. If you're like me, if you're like an, you know, an, an entrepreneur just running an honest business, uh, trying to make a buck, then don't overthink these things. Just stick to some basic principles. Make sure that you do have a marketing engine that's working and you have a way to consistently tell the market that your business is available to solve their problem and here's how you do it. And then make sure that your sales engine is working. Make sure that you have an engine that is helping your potential customers see that your business should solve their problem for them instead of them going somewhere else. And then just experiment. Um, try using different sentences. Try using different pitches. And and if you're, again, if you're committed to the process and you take it seriously, instead of saying, well, you know, there's three days of sales calls that didn't generate anything, you should have a more intelligent answer than that. You should be able to articulate to anyone who would ask, why is your marketing engine not working? Why is your sales engine not working? Better yet, what would it take for your marketing engine to work properly? What would it take for your sales engine to, mark, to work properly? And if your answer sounds like something like, oh, we're too expensive, uh, we're too expensive, uh, we don't have money to spend on marketing, then you, you haven't thought hard enough about how to solve those problems because those are all very solvable problems. And just because I say it all the time, money doesn't solve that problem for you. Even if someone wrote you a check to go be a great, to build a great marketing machine and a great sales machine, the money alone isn't going to do that. You still, as the entrepreneur, you are in the best position possible to generate these answers and to make sure that you've got a marketing and a sale, marketing machine and a sales machine that is working. So experiment, measure, adjust, commit to the process. And that is how you get traction if you're feeling stuck. Take it down one more level, commit to the process. And quite frankly, you probably got nothing else to do today anyway, other than worry about the future. So you might as well use that time wisely. And uh, maybe something that was shared here today was an encouragement for you. Maybe it's uh, there were some things that I shared that you'd never really considered before. And if for some reason it's just not connecting or you don't believe it, don't believe some of the things I've said, connect with me, send me a message, jump on LinkedIn, send me an email. I'm a pretty easy guy to get a hold of. I'd be happy to listen to what it is that you're having uh, a struggle with and try to give you a, a little bit of uh, direction. So uh, that's it for this week's uh, podcast, Dylan's podcast. It's all I got to share with you. Um, I hope you found it enjoyable. I hope there was something there that is going to help you fix, grow, um, or maybe even get funding for your business in some shape or form. Yeah, make sure to like or subscribe or share uh, this podcast uh, because then when you do that, it gets in front of other entrepreneurs that could probably benefit from what's been said here, or at least I like to think so. And uh, I sure hope that you download next week's episode as well. 